This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. WABC New York and 1071 WLIR Hampton Bays. It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know with Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick, Sports. And now, talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC. Yep, that's me. Good morning. It is Tuesday, August 8th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mix of sun and clouds today. Could see a stray shower, thunderstorm this afternoon. The high 80 tonight, overnight partly cloudy low 69 and then wednesday sunshine warmer than it's been high 88 if you're walking out the door with us right now 71 and cloudy in harrison in westchester county 69 and cloudy in wyckoff down in new jersey and it is 71 and cloudy here in Midtown. So much to get to as we work our way up. Six o'clock hour, Sid and friends in the morning. So New Jersey is now the only state left in the U.S. where drivers can't pump their own gas. It comes as a lawmakers in Oregon voted to end the ban on self-serve gas. And the governor there signed off on it. So uh, that ban in place in Oregon for 72 years. So we were the only, I live in New Jersey, we are the only people left in the country where you can't get out of your car and pump your own gas. Now, I got to be honest with you, I'm kind of okay with that. No big deal. I'm used to it. Uh, in fact, it's kind of novel when I have to get out of the ga- to the out of the car to pump my own gas. That whole idea of inserting the credit card, making sure I don't put diesel in my car instead of gasoline, or the other way around, gasoline instead of diesel. Uh, gas station owners, by the way, for the most part across New Jersey. Uh, have asked to make it so it is self-serve because, of course, that means they have to hire extra staff. I think it's time for New Jersey to come to the 21st century and let uh, have a choice for consumers to pump their own gas if they want to. We lose a lot of employees to their own uh, spirit of entrepreneurship by driving for Uber or, or Lyft. Yeah, I would say for the most part, though, when I pull into a gas station, somebody's there pretty quickly to pump the gas, hand them the credit card, hand it back to me, pump the gas. It's I, I'm used to it. And again, when I pump gas out of state somewhere else, it does feel kind of novel to do it myself. Oh, OK, this is how it works. This is how everybody else does it. There is a gas station on one and nine in I see either North Bergen or um, Union City. I'm not exactly sure what town it's in, but it's on one and nine. And uh, it's one of those old school gas stations. So you pull in, you hear the bell ring. And all of a sudden, the guy comes up and asks me, you know, I want to fill up. And he takes my credit card. And then he come over to me and he said, can I check your oil or can I check your tire pressure? And I was like, what year is this? <laughs> really? You're going to check my oil and tire pressure? I mean, when was the last time someone asked to do that? So you do have stations that still do that. The guy washes the window. In fact, I was so impressed with this gas station and thought it was so wild because I had not seen a gas station where they do the windows, ask to check your tire pressure, that um, I, next time I went to fill off, uh, I brought my wife with me because I was like, you got to see this. It's crazy. It's like back in the 1970s. Anyway, so 
There's no sign, by the way, that self-serve is going away in New Jersey. It looks like, at least for a while, it's here to stay. All right, let's get into the headlines. The top five at five. A serious shark attack in the Rockaways. We're finding out just how tragic two crashes were on Long Island. Search is on for more teenagers connected to the Union Square riot. A new spot for the migrants that has some kids mad. COVID's coming back, but does anybody really care? All right, let's get into it. 504, a woman taken to the hospital after she was bitten in the leg by what appeared to be a shark in Queens. This was about 6 o'clock last night. Police responding to Beach 59th Street, Rockaway Beach. The woman who may have been surfing at the beach, bitten by a shark close to shore. Uh, here's what it sounded like as police got word of the shark bite. At Rockaway Beach, she was bitten. She's now on land. You said there might have been a shock attack? About 50 feet out in the water, copy. About 50 feet out in the water. The 50-year-old woman taken to Jamaica Hospital. She's in critical condition, by the way. FDNY says the injury is to her leg. There were a fair amount of people on the beach, even though it was kind of cloudy and windy. It was one of those nice days to be walking in the sand and police going around to everybody who was still on the beach saying, hey, don't go in the water. Everybody was leaving the beach and they was just like, just don't get in the water. I was like, what happened? He was like, somebody got bit by a shot. She had her belongings still here. And the officer came and asked me if I had a bag. So I gave her a bag to put her stuff in. She was just like, just don't go in the water. Whatever you do, don't go in the water. The NYPD came in. They put those drones into the air that you've seen on Long Island beaches looking for this shark in the water. They were out there for an hour or so, but they did not see any sharks. Uh, they were trying to determine if there was more sharks around. Uh, people on the beach watching all of this very closely. I feel for the person because they were probably having a nice day. You know, who, who expects this to happen? You know, the lifeguards were on duty, so they weren't doing anything anything wrong they were just trying to have a a nice day and that's that's a part that stinks new york city parks say they're now working with the nypd fdny to do this enhanced surveillance of the beach this morning before it opens in fact rockaway beach will have a delayed opening until at least 11 this morning now by the way when this woman was bitten there were lifeguards at the beach part of the reason she was able to get help so quickly uh, but for some who were there yesterday when they heard about this latest shark bite in queens the other ones have all been on long island they said okay that's it for me man you're not going to see me back on the beach this summer my girlfriend and i were about to jump in the water and then uh, a cop came flying by and just said that there was a there had been a shark attack on the beach. The mindset has changed over the years. Uh, I used to have a, a free spirit to, you know, want to go into the beach and just think nothing else that might be out there. But knowing that incidents like this can occur, it makes me want to take a step back. Yeah. You know, I got to be honest. At once, Even though I think it's crazy that the chances of you getting bitten are a billion to one, it makes me want to take a step back as well. WABC News Time 509. Yesterday, we had some tornado watches up as it was just a weird weather day, right? We started with those thunderstorms. Then some people saw some pretty violent thunderstorms in the afternoon. Uh, several neighbors chased from their homes in Victory Gardens. That's in Morris County, New Jersey, yesterday afternoon when a tree fell on a bunch of houses. I was uh, inside taking a shower. You know, I had a doctor's appointment earlier today. So, you know... I went to go take a shower after a long day. Uh, as I was getting out the shower, I heard a you know rustle, boom, crack, and the house shook a little bit. 
and the first thing on my mind was to make sure our dog was okay. And uh, as I was heading outside, you know, it didn't sound as bad, you know, from inside. But when I got outside, you know, you see a whole tree on top of your house. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, Red Cross helping some families uh, affected by that. They're going to pick that tree up off the house later today. And the uh, storms and just the thought of the storms and those wind gusts, that uh, played havoc last night at the airports. LaGuardia, 125 cancellations, 140 delays at JFK, 58 cancellations, 191 delays. Bags had already been checked. I still at this point do not have my checked bags. We're going to be here so far to midnight and uh, we're just waiting. Yeah, and at Newark, uh, 80 cancellations, 205 delays. Of course, the height of the summer season doesn't get any bigger than the month of August, so the airline's going to have to play catch-up today. Missing work tomorrow because I don't know when I will be home. So just kind of stuck at this point. It's really frustrating. Now, it doesn't look terrible this morning, but again, those flyers are going to have to put on other flights, so it's always sort of a domino effect. We'll watch that this morning, see what it does to the big three area airports. Five. 11 families of service members killed during that chaotic pullout out of afghanistan demanding answers now from the biden administration mom kelly barnett lost her son at the Kabul airport biden the biden administration incompetent cowards evil several family members sharing testimony yesterday at a congressional forum in California. Many say they received inadequate answers from the White House on what occurred at the Kabul airport where 13 service members were killed in that suicide bombing. The mother of Sergeant Nicole Gee, who was killed in the attack, said she lives every single day knowing her daughter's death could have been prevented. Many of those killed were from the 2nd Battalion, the 1st Marine Regiment that's assigned to Camp Pendleton. To say that they're satisfied with the withdrawal of our troops is nothing short of disgusting and Ignorant Republican Congressman Daryl Issa there from California says the hearing is going to be the first of many as they look into what took place in Afghanistan. There are many, many questions unasked or unspoken today that have been asked that we will get to the bottom of. 512, two U.S. military veterans dead after a drone strike in Ukraine. Former U.S. Marine Lance Lawrence and former Army officer Andrew Weber died July 29th fighting in an operation against Russian forces. That's according to various media reports and public posts from some who knew them. At least 14 American citizens have died while fighting in Ukraine since the war broke out. I'm Mark Mayfield. WABC News Time 513. President Biden cracking jokes about his age. He was hosting the World Series champion, the Astros, at the White House yesterday. Biden making the joke while praising team manager Dusty Baker, who's up there as well. Dusty, it wasn't easy. People counted you out saying you're past your prime. Hell, I know something about that. <laughs> Why do they wait until halfway through the sec- next season to bring the world champions to the White House? And it seems that, right? It's always months later. Houston Astros, legends of Space City. The uh, president also praising the Astros for the support they gave after the Uvalde school shooting. He said that uh, athletes offered kids and families some hope on meeting with them. You know, the community was devastated. You guys did my dad just say half a win and showing up. You showed up. You spent time with surviving students. You gave them hope. 
WABC News Time 514, former President Trump fighting the protective order in his election interference case. The Department of Justice filed for the order asking the judge to place some limits on Trump's speech about the case after the former president posted, if you go after me, I'm coming after you. Trump's lawyers claim it violates the First Amendment and politicians are already using his case to raise money. They added the assertion that President Biden is capitalizing on the indictment after posting a video of himself sipping coffee from a dark Brandon mug hours before Trump's arraignment. The dark Brandon meme is meant to capitalize on Biden's achievements. The judge in the case is expected to decide soon. I'm Brian Shook. Meanwhile, Republicans just furious over what they feel is the partisan targeting of Donald Trump. Texas Congressman Chip Roy says he'll refuse to vote for anything that funds the Justice Department. I will not vote for a continuing resolution or any funding for DHS or DOJ if we don't get changes to both. And he wants more attention on President Biden and his son. An investigation by House Republicans found that Hunter Biden used his father's name when pushing for business bills, uh, business deals. Rather. I want DOJ restored to following the rule of law. It's the most powerful weapon against an over-tyrannical uh, executive branch uh, that we see unfold right now before our eyes. And Congressman Roy says he plans to use the power of the purse to stop what he feels is a witch hunt against the former president. All right, 515, let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk. Good morning, Justin Ellick. Good morning, Noah Ma'alidin. Start back home here at City Field following a sweep. At the hands of the Orioles in Baltimore, the Mets got back in the win column with a 11-2 shellacking of the Cubs in the first of three against Chicago. Pete Alonso was the bearer of bad news for the Cubs all night, sending out two long balls on the evening that would have single-handedly taken care of Chicago no problem. They sounded like this, courtesy of SNY. A high fly ball hit the left center. He got under that ball. Half drifting back, though, near the wall, and it's out of here! That ball just kept on going. Pete Alonso with a rain-making 32nd home run of the year, a three-run shot. That's drilled to deep center field. Back goes Bellinger. He takes a look, and it's out of here. Pete Alonso strikes again, his second of the night. Those calls, courtesy of SNY. Danny Mendek also went deep for his first Mets homer. Walk out a single with his nails on the bump for New York. Over six innings of two-run ball. The Mets will go for two straight and a quick series win tonight at 7.10 p.m. against the Cubs. Carlos Carrasco is slated to get the start against Chicago's Jamison Tyon. As for the Yankees, they fell in the opener of a three-game set against the White Sox. In Chicago, by a score of 5-1, Garrett Cole certainly wasn't his best on the mound, but still managed to grind out seven innings of work. It was the offense yet again now let New York down, only able to scrape across the one run over six uh, spread-out hits. Also of note in this game, Chicago shortstop Tim Anderson went 0-2 with two strikeouts in his first action since he was suspended for six games for his role in a fight with Cleveland slugger Jose Ramirez on a Saturday. Anderson, who departed because of a bruised left forearm, he's appealing the punishment, hence why he was able to play last night. And, of course, no more counting down the days until this weekend. you got preseason football to look forward to. Giants are at the Lions on Friday night and the Jets there at the Panthers on Saturday afternoon. Sports on 77 WABC. I'm Justin Ellis. WABC News Time 519. Let's go out to the campaign trail for the fourth time since launching his 2024 bid for the White House. Donald Trump will be in New Hampshire today. Trump set to appear at Wyndham High School this afternoon. Uh, a recent poll, of course, showed Trump double-digit lead over Florida Governor, fellow GP presidential candidate Ron DeSantis in the Granite State. Um, speaking of Ron 
Ron DeSantis. He actually sat down for a one-on-one interview with one of the regular broadcast networks, not a cable one. In this case, it was NBC. He said that if the election is a referendum on President Biden, he thinks the GOP should easily win. If, on the other hand, uh, the election is not about January 20th, 2025, but January 6th, 2021, or what document was left by the toilet at Mar-a-Lago, If it's a referendum on that, we are going to lose. He was pressed uh, during this interview on the 2020 race and whether he thought that Trump had lost in 2020 or if he uh, agreed with Trump that there was something wrong with the election. Whoever puts their hand on the Bible on January 20th every four years uh, is the winner. Okay, but respectfully... You did not clearly answer. No, of, of course he lost. Uh, Trump lost the 2020 election. Of, of course. Okay. Uh, Joe Biden's the president. We got Governor DeSantis talking about lots of things. Uh, a nationwide ban on abortion. Would he support something like that? We will be a pro-life president and, and we will support pro-life policies. Um, I would not allow uh, what a lot of the left wants to do, which is to override pro-life protections throughout the country. And uh, his first lady and first lady in Florida, Casey DeSantis, on, uh, here she is on why she's so involved in her husband's campaign, which is, of course, not so unusual. The wives usually are. So because it's not like anybody said, oh, we need to deploy Casey to get out there and to do it. No, this is totally because I want to do it. WABC News Time 521. A Russian informant being detained in Ukraine this morning in an alleged a plot to assassinate President Zelensky. The woman is now being questioned about working to find information on an upcoming trip Zelensky planned. Ukraine's Secret Service says the informant was trying to find details of his itinerary to give to Russian officials. Ukraine officials said they were working on the struggle against traitors in Ukraine. I'm Trey Thomas. Let's go down to Texas. Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott holding a ceremonial signing of a bill to ban transgender athletes from competing in women's sports. We're here because women's sports are threatened across the entire country. Monday's ceremony at the Texas Women Hall of Fame near Dallas. The governor says the women's records under fire and females are losing opportunities thanks to what he calls a woke agenda. Women's records. Women's teams, women's locker rooms, all are jeopardized when biological men are allowed to compete. And that's why Governor Abbott says he's standing up for women. Women in Texas can be assured that the integrity of their sports is protected in our great state. This law affects uh, women college sports. There are already rules in Texas that govern high school athletes. While we're down in Texas, illegal immigrant families being separated at the Texas border. Men are arrested for trespassing while mothers and their children are turned over to border control. This according to the Democrats and Democratic Democratic Congressman Joaquin Castro. It's just absolute cruelty. You got little kids that are in a panic because now you're taking their parent away from them. Castro says this type of separation is just wrong. Texas Rio Grande Legal Aid is aware of at least 26 separations. In a statement, a White House spokesman called the actions reckless as they undermine the administration's border management plan. Greg Abbott's operation is being um, reckless uh, and at this point sadistic. Castro says no reason to separate those families. There is a taint over all of Operation Lone Star. 
from the razor wire to the barrel traps to the family separation. WABC News Time 523 up to Pennsylvania, where the attorney general there is calling for stronger federal action on plastic pollution. Pennsylvania Attorney General Michelle Henry is joining attorneys general from 13 other states in sending a letter to the EPA asking for stricter standards and to reduce society's reliance on plastic materials. She says microplastics, which are fragments that remain when plastic doesn't fully degrade, have been found in all Pennsylvania's waterways where testing has been done. Henry says the microplastics have also been found in food and air samples and even human blood and lung tissue. I'm Brad Siegel. A new study suggests that as many as two-thirds of Americans now own a gun. Experts say it's hard to get a good number, though. We just don't know the number of people that have it handed down to them through families or obtained them illegally. Sam Houston State University professor Greg Furman there says the research has long shown a link between rising crime and gun buying. This study was done at the New Jersey Gun Violence Research Center, suggests that nearly a third of those polled might be lying when they asked about owning a gun. People that never thought about owning a gun ever in their life are now purchasing weaponry. 524, gas prices uh, continue to rise, but there may be some relief coming soon. Sam Brock, reporter, says cooler temperatures usually help bring down prices. There is some good news, at least, which is that temperatures eventually are going to be scaling back into the fall. That should provide some relief. Oil refinery operations returning back to full capacity after the extreme heat wave last month affected production. AAA reports the national average increased by seven cents to three eighty three a gallon last week. Experts say over the last week the demand for gas decreased though because the total domestic supplies increased. We've seen gas prices increase more than a quarter over just the last month, largely is because of record breaking temperatures and what they mean for oil refineries. And New Jersey yesterday became the only state left in the nation where drivers have to pump their own gas. The Garden State is the lone full-service holdout as lawmakers in Oregon voted to end that state's ban on self-serve gas and Governor Tina Kotek signed off on it. Gas stations across New Jersey have pushed for lawmakers to lift the Garden State's ban, which has been in effect since 1949. They say self-serve gas would allow them to lower prices. I think it's time for New Jersey to come to the 21st century. And the Fuel Your Way NJ.com coalition dropped their prices today, 10 to 20 cents per gallon, to show people that's what they'd be able to save if the law changed. James Flippin for 77 WABC News. The cost of back-to-school supplies going to be more with inflation this year. This parent says she has to be more careful of her spending. We're going to recycle what we already have at home, and whatever we're missing, that's what we're going to get this year to make sure it fits into the budget because everything is double the price. National Retail Federation says families are expected to spend about $25 more than they did last year. Notebooks have, like, composition notebooks. They used to be, like, 25 cents, 50 cents, and now they're, like, $1.50. Yeah, it all makes a difference. Wall Street, meanwhile, closing with stocks higher yesterday. This comes as investors have a busy week ahead. More earning reports, inflation readings. Later this week, last month's producer and consumer price indexes will be released and give traders a feel on the status of the economy. At the closing bell yesterday, the Dow gained 408 points. S&P 500 rose by 40 points. NASDAQ gained 
85 points. We are just getting started on this early Tuesday morning. So much more to get to as we work our way up to 6 o'clock, sit in friends in the morning. We are finding out now just how tragic two crashes were on Long Island. The search is on for more teenagers connected to that Union Square riot on Friday. A new spot for the migrants that now has some kids who are really mad. And COVID is coming back. Maybe you've known people who've caught it just in the last week or two, but does anybody really care anymore? We'll get into those stories and more after this. The 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden on 77 WABC. Coney Island and 77. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know with Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick, Sports. And now, talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC. Yep, that's me, 532. Good morning. It is Tuesday, August 8th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mix of sun and clouds today. Could see a stray shower, thunderstorm this afternoon. High 80. Tonight, overnight, partly cloudy, low 69. And then tomorrow, sunshine warmer than it has been, high 88. If you're walking out the door with us right now, so happy you are. 71 cloudy in Harrison up in Westchester County. 69 and cloudy in Wyckoff down in New Jersey. And it is 71 and cloudy here in Midtown. We'll start this half hour out on Long Island getting more details of what was just uh, horrendous, violent two-car crashes that killed too many kids over the weekend on Long Island. A father who was taking his children out to get ice cream killed along with his 10-year-old daughter and 13-year-old son when an SUV traveling at a high rate of speed slammed into the family vehicle. Police say that two more children who've been in the car now fighting for their lives. It was one of two deadly crashes in Nassau County and eight hours on Sunday evening into Monday morning. In both cases, children were the victims and cops say it was just god-awful. Probably one of the most horrific scenes we've seen in our days. Family going out to get ice cream because dad just got a new job. He said goodbye to his, not only his own life, but to that of his daughter and his son. The two collisions, of course, even some of the most seasoned cops say it was a hard scene to show up at. Terrifying what happened. Terrifying me. It was since I live right there, too. I, it could have been me in there, too. It was just... Like scary, yeah, scary and awful is right. Five thirty-four. We'll bring it back into the city. The NYPD releasing pictures now of a slew of teenagers wanted for damaging police cruisers, other vehicles when that chaos broke out in Union Square last Friday afternoon. Uh, legal experts say the video game influencer Kai Sinat, whose giveaway erupted into that pandemonium, pandemonium, will probably not face any consequences. But that doesn't mean that there are others who will not. Those teens, some of them who wrecked uh, construction sites, who wrecked Uber cars, uh, the police want to find them and they're going to go after them. The NYPD chief of department, Jeffrey Madry, who was in Union Square on Friday and was actually shoved to the ground by some of these teenagers, says the investigation is still very active. Our young people are very intelligent. They they know right from wrong, all right? And I do believe that some 
came out there with an attitude and the spirit of doing wrong because our young people, I'm not going to let them off that easy. Police do believe that this influencer from Twitch, uh, 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 Kai Sanat, acted with good intentions when he gathered fans for this PlayStation giveaway. He was going to give away 350 of them, something like that. But it just turned to utter chaos. Uh, lawyers uh, say he should not face any charges. I don't think he's going to have a criminal record as a result of this. And I don't think he should because you have to look at the totality of circumstances and, in short, He's got bad management, okay? You've got a PR team located in L.A. who maybe does, maybe doesn't know what goes on in Manhattan, but they've apparently done this before without incident, so they thought it was okay. They put him up to it. But the NYPD says this is really could have been easily handled. Uh, they could have come to them three or four days in advance, so police could have been ready with barriers. They could have had cops there. Uh, Madri estimated about 6,000 kids were in Union Square on Friday. I mean, that's crazy. Mayor Adams uh, indicated there could have been some outside agitators in this crowd who took advantage of these teens and to push back at police. They're investigating that. At least 66 people were arrested on Friday, but they say that number could absolutely go up. 536, let's go out to New Jersey. Four people okay after being rescued from a sinking boat along the Jersey Shore. Authorities say a group of fishermen were setting up to go fluke fishing near the Manasquan Inlet, about three miles from the shore of Seagirt, New Jersey. All of a sudden I hear like screaming, like, and I look to the side, I see a bunch of guys waving their hands on the boat, and you see the back of the boat going under the water. Yeah, that's when Joey Cabasso and the captain of his boat headed for the sinking boat. They pulled four people to safety. Rescue crews brought everyone ashore, but it's not clear why the boat sank. They were holding it on, holding on for dear life, and uh, we got one at a time, just one at a time, and they're alive. You yeah, know? Good, good job done by Cabasso and the captain of that boat. They were so grateful, really grateful. Thank God we were at the right place at the right time. Um, you know, God put us there. We saved these souls. You sure did. WABC News Time 539. The search continues for places to put the migrants that continue to come into the city almost every single day. Buses rolling into the Port Authority. Yesterday, we told you about the rec centers, Sunset Park, Williamsburg, taken over by the city to put migrants there. Cots put there, a hundred men, uh, sent to those, uh, those rec centers. Today, we're hearing about the groundwork for large tent cities that will serve as migrant housing on the soccer fields over at Randall's Island. City Hall says the tented facility will serve up to 2,000 adults, but uh, the kids pushing back against this one, they say, hey, this is the place we play soccer on during the summer, and you're going to take that away from us. We all deserve shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like the kids, the kids already don't have much to do in the city anymore. The center being built in partnership with New York State, so the state will reimburse New York City for the costs for this site, including construction, maintenance, staffing, that according to City Hall. But tell the kids that, who say they'll have their soccer field taken away during the week. The adults who play there at night won't be able to go anymore. Even Saturday and Sunday, it's packed out here. So if they put the migrants here, what are the kids going to do? So they got to find somewhere else to put them. Nearly 100,000 migrants have arrived here in the city since last year. Of course, the issue, no doubt, you've been following this story, is where to put them all as they continue to come from the U.S.-Mexico border. 
Out to Queens, the Queens District Attorney believes there may be more victims who were sexually assaulted on video by a local doctor. DA Melinda Katz says videos received from the Astoria apartment of Dr. Ji Alan Chang depicting sex crimes against at least 11 other female victims, and some of the victims are still unknown to investigators. At the most vulnerable time in a person's life, when they're in the hospital expecting trustworthy uh, and good service, uh, this is what happens to them. Investigators say some of the victims were assaulted inside New York Presbyterian Queens Hospital. Chang has pleaded not guilty and is currently being held without bond on Rikers Island. I'm Bob Brown for 77 WABC News. WABC News Time 541. New York City health officials warning now about an uptick in COVID cases. Actually, I've noticed a couple friends, even my brother caught COVID in the last week or two. And you're like, oh, that's still around. I forgot about that. New York City Health Commissioner Ashwin Vassan says, it's not expected, but all New Yorkers need to be aware. It's been a while since New Yorkers were getting vaccinated and boosted en masse. Um, immunity is waning. Infectious disease doctors say they're not sounding the alarm, but they are taking note. The good news was a few weeks ago we were about the lowest we've been in the United States, but now it looks as though the cases are going up. Health experts say wastewater tracking is a good early detection tool for monitoring COVID upticks, and nearly all of the 14 wastewater treatment plants here in the city are picking up high signs of COVID. The hospital admissions are up around 10 to 12 percent nationally, according to the Centers for Disease Control. And no doubt doctors think COVID numbers are actually likely higher than we know because most people don't test themselves anymore for the virus. In the case of my brother, he was just like, I'm sick. And someone said, well, you should test yourself. And he's like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll do that. And sure enough, he had COVID. The hospital admissions are up around 10 to 12 percent nationally, according to the Centers for Disease Control. Yeah, nobody freaking out this time, though. Doctors warning, of course, those with underlying health issues to think about masking up around large crowds. 543. Did you see those Starbuck workers uh, walking the picket line yesterday? It was a day of action, they called the protest, what they call anti-union tactics. Workers gathering at some 200 shops across the city. Demonstrators asking customers to take part in an adopt-a-store and no contract, no coffee pledges support. Uh, the workers saying they're not being treated well and they say that customers should maybe shop elsewhere for a cup of coffee until they are treated better. I really enjoy making coffee. I really enjoy getting to connect with customers. I can't necessarily keep up with the rent on my apartment. I can barely keep up with it as, as is, but um, being able to um, have a consistent schedule and one that gives me consistent hours allows me to budget better for it. Back in uh, March, a judge in Buffalo had to determine Starbucks violated labor laws when they were trying to unionize, and the coffee giant was forced to rehire unionized workers who were fired in that dispute. 544 out to New Jersey, where they're still on strike there. Day five of a strike for nurses who walked off the job last week at one of New Jersey's largest hospitals. Patients can be literally fine one minute and dead the next. That is the way it works, you know, and you have to be aware of every minute change in that patient's condition. So maybe you can prevent, but how can you prevent it and how can you pay that much attention when you're so spread thin? Around 1,700 nurses hit the picket line Friday in New Brunswick at RWJ University Hospital. Their biggest complaint is, well, money's part of it, but they say the bigger complaint is understaffing and that they have to work so many hours because there's just not enough nurses on the job. It's just really disheartening to see the hospital not really care for us like we cared for it when 
things are as bad as they were. Nursing is a science, but it's also something that you deliver from your heart. It's not tasks. It's you come here and you give yourself to these people. RWJ, by the way, pushing back, say they twice have given in to demands of the unionized nurses, but they say the union has still denied all the deals they've placed on the table. All right, 545 now. Let's head over to the 77WABC Sports Desk. Here's Justin Ellen. Thank you, Noam Alladin. Back home at City Field following a sweep at the hands of the Orioles in Baltimore. The Mets got back on the win column with an 11-2 shellacking of the Cubs in the first of three against Chicago. Pete Alonso was a bearer of bad news for the Cubs all night, sending out two long balls on the evening that would have single-handedly taken care of Chicago no problem. They sounded like this, courtesy of SNY. Ball hit the left center. He got under that ball. Half drifting back though near the wall, and it's out of here. That ball just kept on going. Pete Alonso with a rain-making 32nd home run of the year, a three-run shot. To never. That's drilled to deep center field. Back goes Bellinger. He takes a look, and it's out of here. Pete Alonso strikes again. His second of the night. Danny Mendick also went deep for his first Mets homer, while Kodai Senga was nails on the bump for New York over six innings of two-run ball. The Mets will go for two straight and a quick series win tonight at 7.10 p.m. against the Cubs. Carlos Carrasco is slated to get the start against Chicago's Jamison Tyone. As for the Yankees, they fell in the open of a three-game set against uh, the White Sox in Chicago by a score of 5-1. Garrett Cole certainly wasn't his best on the mound, but still managed to grind out seven innings of work. It was the offense yet again that let New York down, only able to scrape across the one run over six spread-out hits. Also of note in this game, Chicago shortstop Tim Anderson went over two with two strikeouts in his first action since he was suspended for six games for his role in a fight with Cleveland slugger Jose Ramirez on Saturday. Anderson, who departed because of a bruised left forearm, is appealing the punishment, hence why he was able to play in last night's ball game. And a quick update here on uh, the World Cup gnome that I failed to mention uh, last update. The quarterfinals, these are the teams that have made it thus far. Spain, Netherlands, Japan, Sweden, and Australia. So you who got, are you oh, rooting for now? now that oh, the England, oh England is in it, too. Oh. So I guess, I don't know. Who, who are you rooting for? I don't know. I'm asking you. Um, England, I guess. I guess. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Sure, why not? Is it, do I have to root for anybody? No. Oh, okay. so you want to have a rooting interest. I didn't, I didn't know nobody was an answer, so can I change my answer? <laughs> sure, go ahead. Okay, nobody. All right, there we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or I don't care. There you go. That's very well done. But uh, real football here in America. Giants and Lions preseason football to look forward to on Friday Night Jets and Panthers in Carolina on Saturday afternoon. Sports on WABC. I'm Justin Alec. Let's catch you up on the big stories of the morning out to Queens where a woman taken to the hospital after she was bitten the leg by what appeared to be a shark. Police responding to Beach 59th Street, Rockaway Beach. This was about 6 o'clock last night. Lifeguards still on duty. The woman who may have been surfing at the beach bitten by a shark close to shore. At Rockaway Beach, people have bitten... I should say this is the police radio that went back and forth. At Rockway Beach, people have been. She's now on land. You said there might have been a shock attack. About 50 feet out in the water, copy. About 50 feet out in the water. EMTs, police uh, racing to the scene. It was a 50-year-old taken to Jamaica Hospital. She's actually in critical condition this morning. FDNY says it is an injury to the leg. Everybody was leaving the beach, and they was just like, just don't get in the water. I was like, what happened? He was like, somebody got bit by a shark. She had her belongings still here, and the officer came and asked me if I had a bag, so I gave her a bag to put her stuff in. She was just like, just don't go in the water. 
Whatever you do, don't go in the water. NYPD put drones up into the air. They searched the water for about an hour until it wasn't light anymore so they could see if they could find if there was more sharks in the water. They didn't find any sharks at all. I feel for the person because they were probably having a nice day. You know, who who expects this to happen? You know, the lifeguards were on duty, so they weren't doing anything wrong. They were just trying to have a, a nice day and... That's that's a part that stinks. So New York City Parks says they're working with the NYPD FDNY. They'll do enhanced surveillance of the beach before opening it this morning. So there could be a delay on some of these beaches. Rockaway Beach may not open until 11 a.m. But uh, for others who were on the beach who witnessed this, who uh, you know, watched as this woman was pulled from the water all bloody. They say that's it for them, and they're never going back to the beach, at least not this summer. My girlfriend and I were about to jump in the water, and then uh, a cop came flying by and just said that there was a there had been a shark attack on the beach. The mindset has changed over the years. Uh, I used to have a, a free spirit to, you know, want to go into the beach and just think nothing else that might be out there, but knowing that incidents like this can occur makes me want to take a step back yeah uh, you know i know it's a billion to one and it makes me want to take a step back too though i gotta be honest the other uh, big stories of the morning several neighbors chased from their home after a tree fell on top of it this was in victory gardens which is in morris county new jersey yesterday afternoon in what was just kind of a weird and wild weather day we had those thunderstorms early in the morning then high winds in the afternoon and that might be what knocked over this tree on monroe avenue about 3 p.m. I was uh, inside taking a shower. You know, I had a doctor's appointment earlier today. So, you know, I went to go take a shower after a long day. Uh, as I was getting out the shower, I heard a, you know, rustle, boom, crack. And the house shook a little bit. And the first thing on my mind was to make sure our dog was okay. And uh, as I was heading outside, you know, it didn't sound as bad, you know, from inside. But when I got outside... You know, you see a whole tree on top of your house. Yeah, it was pretty bad. The house was occupied at the time, but thankfully nobody hurt. The fire chief says uh, there was no storm in the area at that moment. It might have just been the winds all day and that that tree finally came down. But the good news, again, nobody hurt. And the uh, wacky weather did not do well for the airports last night. The weather prompting a whole bunch of ground stops at the tri-state area airports. Each was lifted about midnight last night, but it had already done a lot of damage. LaGuardia. 125 cancellations, 140 delays over at JFK, 58 cancellations, 191 delays. Bags had already been checked. I still at this point do not have my checked bags. We're going to be here so far to midnight and uh, we're just waiting. Yeah, Newark Airport was not good either. 80 cancellations, 205 delays. Some people just sleeping on those lovely plastic chairs to get through the night, hoping a flight will take them off, uh, take off this morning. Missing work tomorrow because I don't know when I will be home. So just kind of stuck at this point. It's really frustrating. Yeah, and some of those flyers being told because it's the height of the summer season, vacation season, that it may be a few days before they're able to get them back home. And uh, some emotional testimony yesterday. Families of service members killed during that chaotic pullout of Afghanistan demanding answers from the Biden White House. Mom Kelly Barnett lost her son at the Kabul airport. Biden, the Biden administration, incompetent, cowards, evil. 
Several families sharing testimony yesterday at a congressional forum in California. Many say they've received inadequate answers from the administration on what occurred at the Cabo Airport where 13 service members were killed in a suicide bombing. The mother of Sergeant Nicole Gee, who was killed in the attack, says she lives every single day knowing her daughter's death could have been prevented. Many of those killed were from the 2nd Battalion, 1st Marine Regiment, assigned to Camp Pendleton. To say that they're satisfied with the withdrawal of our troops is nothing short of disgusting and ignorant. That's Republican Congressman Daryl Issa, who's from California, says the hearing going to be the first of many. There are many, many questions unasked or unspoken today that have been asked that we will get to the bottom of. All right, 555, let's bring it back home. Uh, Orange County officials now trying to help those hundreds of yellow freight workers who are suddenly without jobs after the company's operations in Maybrook just abruptly shut down. It was a week ago amid financial problems. Lots of truckers say, yeah, they're out of work today. We learned all this in about a week's time. It kind of came upon us pretty quick. Yellow Freight was once one of the largest trucking companies in the U.S. The company's financial problems shut down its operations nationwide last week. 30,000 people lost their job. Hundreds of those workers in the New York area. So Orange County Executive Steve Newhouse says uh, they're going to try to help these truckers find other jobs because there are some out there. If you're listening and you know somebody, let them know that they can contact orangecountygov.com uh, and just hit our employment and training and we will help them. And finally, a New York State crackdown on speeders and reckless drivers could be coming soon, forcing drivers who get six or more tickets to install a speed-limiting device in their vehicles. We'll see if this actually gets through. But a state senator uh, was pushing this bill, would give all drivers with six or more violations a court order to install this device that prevents their car from going over five miles per hour over the speed limit. Those who are getting six, seven, ten, fifteen, twenty tickets and not slowing down whatsoever, they are a danger, and we have to take steps to, to hold them accountable. Not take their vehicle away, not suspend their license. We're not trying to penalize folks. We're just going to say, if you're going to continue to drive on our streets, you got to do it within the speed limit. Yeah, so these state senators, a couple of assembly members on board with this plan, they say they'll try to push this bill through come September. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.